Okay, welcome to the inaugural episode of Babbling Over Beverages. I feel like we sung that totally different. <laughs> so we'll get it together. We'll get it together. Where are you? Where are you drinking today? I am drinking Sprite. Yeah, it is my go-to drink for any meal that I'm having because the entire the specificity day already. Really, any meal? Any I'm meal? Having... It's lunch, lunch, dinner. All right, Pam. All right. <laughs> I freaking love her. For my, all my Arthur fans out there. Yeah, but it's so light, but it, it still has that that ah that, mm. Mm, that kickback, you know. So And for those of us who want a less apologetic drink, there's Dr. Pepper. No, she didn't. And it just cleanses the palate, cleans gunk off the edges. It's for the real, <laughs> you know, beverage enthusiast among us. Oh my god. Um and so uh we are so excited to be able to do this podcast. We're really trying to keep it low-key. And just direct. And so we're coming to you live from our house in Columbus, Ohio. And so we just wanted to take you all on this journey with us as we obviously babble over beverages. Um, and we talk about our experiences with mental health. So our goal was to share things that people may not have shared, answer and ask questions um, among ourselves and of you um, about our experiences with mental health and just like that journey. Um, I feel like mental health right now is like almost a buzzword. Would you? Oh, it's been a buzzword for a minute. And mm. it really started with everyone all of a sudden calling themselves crazy. Or no, I think it was the triggered movement. Like, oh my God, I'm triggered. Like, oh yeah. Oh, so people God. who have real triggers. Yeah. And not that they're not real. I don't want to try to qualify it, but you can tell when someone's just saying that to be funny mm-hmm. versus someone who's trying to educate you about how to deal with them there's mm. a difference and mm. you can always kind of tell and that's someone who has triggers yeah I, i'm not too big a fan of it but i think also we just really blew the door open mm-hmm. with a lot of things mm-hmm. with just wanting to be healthy like all of a sudden being yeah. healthy is more important than that fitting in good. or yeah. getting by yeah yeah and i think that's like a perfect segue because today we wanted to talk about our first experience with mental health. And so um, just really dealing with that um, in terms of, you know, how you knew it was time to get help, what that looks like, and just your overall general experiences. Um, so I don't know, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I can go first. So first experience with mental health, I can't even tell you what the first experience was. Mm-hmm. I remember in Probably it started like in elementary school, middle school, like fifth grade, sixth grade. I always felt alone mm-hmm. and anxious. Um, and then the first time I went to a doctor for it, I was in eighth grade. So I was about 13, 12, 13. Um, later on down the line, I ended up getting diagnosed with pretty severe mental disorder. But back then I was just so unaware of the language to use to address it to explain what I was experiencing. Mm. Um, I certainly didn't know any empowering words for myself for day-to-day life. So that would be Um, me. I feel like I have, I feel like my whole life is having a couple different intersections with stuff and Mm -hmm. I'm sitting on both sides of the table. So mental health is really no different. So I grew up, um, as a child of a parent that had a severe 
mental health at times. And then, you know, with my own life, I had severe mental health in terms of like depression and it actually led me to uh, manifest psychosis. And we'll obviously get into this more as the podcast goes on. Um, and then also having to care for my daughter and just being a support for her, um, which is something that I'm so grateful that I had the capacity to do because, you know, very, I can't imagine. Very grateful. Yeah. I don't know where I would be if you hadn't had the insight mm-hmm. and the forethought because she's the one that took me to the hospital uh, or to see a doctor mm-hmm. each time I went. Mm-hmm. So she just was like, I acknowledge that you're not doing well, even though I didn't want to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to acknowledge that I felt like crap every day or that mm-hmm. I was having these thoughts that were incredibly negative And she was like, you should talk to someone about it. And one day I just kind of got forced to listen. <laughs> it yeah, was like, yeah. I'm either going to kill myself or I'm going to go to therapy. So and it's I went to therapy. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, though, because I felt like as your mom, the hardest thing for me to have to accept, because I'm always talking to her about acceptance and in my life coaching and my speaking, that's a huge tenant. But to walk it out is something different. And mm-hmm. I had to accept that as a parent, my capacity has has met its end, right? Like, I know that my baby needs to talk to someone. She needs to get... Um, someone to unpack some things with her to talk through some things with her and she the answer wasn't in me and 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 that's something as a parent especially a mama you know we are used to coming through stepping in making it happen and this was probably the first time that I my my willpower my desire met a wall and so I could not will you through. Yeah. And it was really stepping back and trusting God with that thing. Like, listen, but that's you and God going to have to do that work. Um, and I'm going to help you go to like a counselor. But that was really that was really hard. And it, but for me, and I wonder if you remember this, I often got people feeling like, why would your daughter be sad? Yeah. Why would your daughter be depressed? I yeah. don't know if you do you remember that? Oh, uh, I mean, I remember one thing. I remember someone was like, you know, she's just depressed cuz she still lives at home. Like the only reason I lived at home was because I was depressed. And mind you, when <laughs> the 2 years prior to that statement, I was awful on a college campus, not mm-hmm. being at home. Mm-hmm. But I had came, I decided to leave school to address my mental health. And in the two months that I was there, they were like, oh, she just needs to move out. That's has nothing to do with anything. At all. Um, but when I tell people about my diagnosis or my journey with mental health, they're always like shocked. Mm. They're just like, really? Mm-hmm. Like, you, I guess... I don't see myself as a person who always has it together. Like you see, I'm moving around a lot. I'm just, I always felt me to be doing something. So I guess because I was always leaving the house, I had two jobs. I was a double major. I was treasurer of an organization that I helped create. Um, I was always doing something. People were like, oh, she's just operating normally. She's operating, you know, I would, I say this without sounding crazy, but she's operating in excellence. Like mm-hmm. she's doing all that she needs to be doing um, mm-hmm. and then some, and then it's mm-hmm. like, no, I felt so crushingly depressed mm-hmm. um, and anxious. Um, and I still deal with anxiety to this day, but 
it never ceases to shock me that people are shocked by my mental health. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't, everybody has issues, but for Mm -hmm. some reason that doesn't apply to me. Mm -hmm. I think too, though, and I've said this to you obviously in real life and not just on this podcast, but I feel like people really operate from the limitations of their own understanding. And so if they frame the world as depressed people are people who exhibit X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And if you don't fit within their framework of what a mental health patient will look like, what a depressed person will look like, because, you know, I would hear, you know, your daughter's, you know, all our lives I've been told she should have been a model. We, she actually got signed twice um, you know, she's the smartest person and I'm saying, go ahead, glow, glow, glow give God the glory. And so, <laughs> and so, you know, so it's like, and then she was top of her class. I mean, in everything she had, a, you know, top of her class. She won your GPA of 4.2. Yeah. As I was saying, and then she, you know, we had I didn't this, graduate with that GPA though. I got really depressed. Yeah. She just <laughs> but was at like, some point it was. Sophomore year, then, it was a four point two. Yeah, and even then, when she stopped doing the work, she still graduated close to a four point zero. So it wasn't like she dropped off to dang, they let you walk. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> she still had it, and then she was still doing excellent. She could have been a lawyer, should have been a lawyer. We she won't talk not. about it. She's I'm gonna bring this up. God is gonna work very on my bitterness. Um, I will. It's ridiculous. And uh, because first of all, let's go ahead and no, let's talk okay, about it. No, no, no. Well. We're gonna talk about it now <laughs> because you not. Oh, do me. Okay. So this child, this woman, this young lady, because she's a woman, when she was a young lady, she won the best legal brief in the state of Ohio for the Law and Leadership Institute. That program, you have to be invited to apply and then selected from the invited, from the invited applicants. And she got in there enslaved. Listen, in the midst of the depression, <laughs> I don't want to preach in the midst of, you know, so, so, but when, so when someone's looking at the outward person, all they saw was this beautiful girl killing the game. I mean, she was on track. She won that. She decided she didn't want to do it, did modeling, did this, and they did not respect the fact that she had, she could have like some inner struggles. And I think that, I think you made a really good point about now there's this push about wholly being whole, mm-hmm. that like being healthy. And I feel like that is really facilitating, you know, just the mental health landscape as a whole. Yeah. So I think you're definitely right about that. So um, how did you approach it? Because obviously I took you when you were younger to get help mm-hmm. and she was resistant. She was like, I, this lady's not qualified and I don't want to talk to you. So <laughs> let me be. And it was like, that's not an option. So once something's going to happen, you're going to get the help or I'm going to knock you it took into your earrings you. off. Yeah, it was time. It's it was proverbial. Time. It's proverbial. It's proverbial. They know. And so, you know, but when you're older, and you're in college mm-hmm. at OU, not OSU, because she betrayed me, okay? Here we go. I am a graduate from the, I don't know why y'all, I don't even know why. <laughs> People want to take, why would you want something that the school already was known for? We didn't make that distinction. It was made for us. And you push up on it. I'm just saying, she went to the wrong school. <laughs> she went to Ohio University. When she should have went, and you know what? That's we're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing this with you. But 
So when you were school, though, if you could, like, talk about how you knew it was time then to get help and, like, how did you approach that? Um, I would say in every step that I decided to take forward in my mental health, and, and I say forward, I mean in a positive, healthy, this is going to make me a whole person journey, it was always a conversation with you. Okay. Always. And so okay. like, I remember you were basically telling me, like, therapy is the only way to go. Mm-hmm. You know, so I started going. This was freshman year. Okay. This was oh God, freshman was so year. This is my ago. first year as in college. This was like September. So this is like the first month I'm there. I'm just like, this is horrible. I don't know what's going on. So mm-hmm. um, I started going and I'm a very open and honest person. Like if I'm very transparent. So yeah. when I'm hanging out with my friends, they're like, oh, like, are you trying to go to this kickback right quick? And I'm like, oh, I have to go to therapy. Like it's, a, it's at four o'clock. Like I know classes were over at 12, but like I... I did my homework and now I'm about to go to therapy. And they're like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean you're going to therapy? I'm like, I'm going to therapy. Like, mm-hmm. This is what it is. I was very honest about it. I got a lot of my friends in therapy now. Mm-hmm. And they know, like, if they're having, like, some type of issue, they can come to me and be like, can you talk me through this? Can you process this with me? And I'll do that. Um, but I just knew when I couldn't take it anymore. There's a moment mm-hmm. where you get completely fed up. Mm-hmm. And you know... You see other people doing better, living better, and you know that you can have it. Mm-hmm. I believed that I could have it, and so I went for it. And low-key, I got it. Mm. <laughs> so how, if you were... <laughs> <laughs> so if you it came across someone that might be like watching our show today or listening, obviously, on you know wherever they're listening to it, and they're genuinely feeling like they don't have anyone else. Mm. They're overwhelmed, but they don't want to, you know, go to a therapist. Because, I mean, in our community, you yeah. know, the only therapist you needed was Jesus. You know, the, <laughs> would you pray about it? What is God saying to you? Yeah. And it's like, what do you say to the people who feel like they don't have anyone, but they need all of the help? Like, they need all of the things. They need somebody to be there. Or listen, or they don't even know what they need. Like, what do you say to someone who feels like they are now where you were? I would say the person you need to rely on if you happen to not believe in God. Because even if you believe in God, the Bible says the man does not live by bread alone, but by the word of God. Which means he's not just living by the word of God. He's living by bread. Yeah. He's working to make the money to eat bread come on preach so you need to be feeding yourself as well as your spirit your physical and your spiritual so if you recognize that the spirit is not getting to where you need to be you need to rely on yourself not to the point where you diminish god and how he is keeping you or how he's moved you forward um but simply to say if no one's going to help me i can do it you go type in local therapist um there's it's like psychology today is a website psychologytoday.com you can type in your zip code it has a giant list i found several therapists on this list and i don't use them to this day but they were good from where i was at mm-hmm. and they got me through some of the toughest times that i've ever been through um and i think once you start reaching out 
once you start, once you've made the decision that I'm going to get help and you get it, you're good. Because once you go to a therapist, you can kind of see what you like in a therapist, um, what questions you need to ask to ascertain if there'll be a good therapist for you. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people reject help if they do feel so lucky to have help. I think that they reject help because it doesn't come in the package they want it to come in. Mm, That's good. Because for me, when I started looking for a therapist, I'm like, I need someone who's black, a woman with um, trauma. Like, you can't just be the person that cared. You had to have actually gone through something. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but the first therapist that ever made an impact on me was a white male. Can you just talk about that? Because historically... Yeah. These are not the people that I was really interested in talking to. Mm -hmm. But he was the first person that when I started talking about the thoughts I was having, hurting myself, hurting others, being incredibly depressed, he was the first one that was unmoved. Mm -hmm. And not because he didn't care or because he felt like he had the answer. I just wasn't ready to hear it. He was unmoved because he recognized it. Mm Mm-hmm. He was unmoved because he knew exactly how to approach it. He understood mm, me. He understood. He yeah. understood me and yeah. what I was going through. And everything that he said was just like, was firing off all these gems. <laughs> and giving. I was just He's like, giving. Just pelted yeah. by wonderful truths <laughs> <laughs> and coping skills, healthy coping skills. Come so yeah. first look into getting resources um let go of the idea of how you want the help to look because someone could come into your life and it's not going to be the way that you thought it's going to be at all Mm -hmm. um and then also once you do those things take another look around and see if you're actually alone because there are people there who care um who love you and want the best for you um they just don't know how to help you because you don't know how to help yourself yet Mm. so once you learn how to help yourself you can tell people what you need and then they'll be willing most people in general, they're willing if they love you and they care about you. You do have those people in your life. They're yeah. willing to give those things to you. Yeah. You just have to know what it is that you need. Yeah. And you won't know until you go looking for it. So yeah, that would I, be my advice. My advice would be to know that it starts with a decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that sometimes we get so comfortable in our state that we're in. And it's not even, sometimes it's a, it's a subconscious thing, but even that could be overcoming with just the simple decision of I'm going to be better tomorrow than I am today. Mm. I am going to get out of bed and stay out of bed 10 minutes longer. Mm-hmm. Just keep deciding and keep choosing wholeness every day because you have to be intentional. You have to be consistent. And you can do it. So I'm I'm looking forward to really continuing this conversation. Very I love much you so, so much. I love you too. <laughs> and I just can't wait to talk about just really having a whole episode to talk about our experiences with finding a therapist and yeah. like having a good therapist. And because um, you know, when I picked a therapist, I wanted one someone that looked like me because I felt like I didn't want to have to explain. Yeah. Because I felt like I would have had to catch you up to me culturally. Uh, spiritually, historically, to go forward. And I realized that, you know, that's not necessarily the case. 
Um, but just really, really unpacking it. And then along the way, having great conversations, obviously great beverages. Um, so I just want to say cheers today for the inaugural podcast. And um, we hope you guys will follow up with us. We would love to hear from you um, wherever you see this. And um, hashtag uh, babbling over beverages. Babbling over beverages. So we look forward to connecting with y'all. So with that, we're going to sign off. And all things whole. Ooh. See you later. Ooh. Yeah. All things whole. And all things be whole. Amen. And be empowered. I know he's all right. What's <laughs> up? Listen, I think it's on Ricky Smiley. Oh my God. I love it. I know he's all right. <laughs> Have a good day, y'all. We're out of here. Peace.